my inspiring players, this is the Dominion League Weekly Podcast, a recap of this week in Dominion Games. I am your host, Trumpf, and this is the episode for June 5th, 2022. This week's nail polish is party time! Congrats to Assemble Me, Kubu, Rosie, Shower, and our Cubist, who all guessed correctly. Well done. And... Shout out again to Jackdaw, who provided the beautiful picture. It's the first week of the new season, so low expectations. I can say I'm a fan of the new distribution of League Break weeks, but apparently that's what the majority wanted. Not a fan of majority votes. It always seems weird to me that that is typically considered to be the best way to make decisions. Like, you have to decide on an important issue and 52 people are of one opinion about it and 48 are of another. Those 48 now have to live with a decision they might be absolutely opposed to. (laughs) Sounds very frustrating to me. I am all for the consensus model. Uh, Basisdemokratie, I don't know. Grassroots democracy? Don't know if that's the correct translation. But of course, that takes time. Anyways, where were we? Uh, leak. Let's go. Ooh, there's new colors in the standings. Ooh, that's fancy. Very fancy. Alright, so we already had a couple matches in A Division. And Cider01 is currently in the lead after a win in their first match. Minion Pawn is in the lead of B1. Crabcat 2 is in the lead of B2. Rust 2 is in number one of C1. Triple range merge is at the top of C2. Junt Grizz is at the top of C3. And Fika is leading C4. Fika is a new player. Who we welcome to the league. W. Morrison is leading D1. D1 is a flex division this season. So many names. Scumpy is a number one of D2. In D3, we have a four-way tie because the two matches that already took place tied. So we have Alunic, Jerry, Kubu, and Mort, who all have 50% as of now. And if I'm not wrong... Oh, I am wrong. Jerry. This is Jerry's second, second season, but... Their first season was season 44, so yeah. (laughs) No wonder I'm not familiar with that particular player. Welcome back to League! No matches have been played in D4. In E tier, Scoba27 is leading rankings for players who already have matches finished. No games in E2. Willpower264 leads E3. Bamboogler is leading E4. Seltrosa is in the lead of E5. In E6, Avi Afin and Casual Majestic are in shared first position. And 
and e7 Yulu is in first place after his first match that he played against me! I am still in E tier! And finally, Snowbizzy and Buswangc are in the lead of E8 of players who already have finished matches. I I like this color scheme that's very fancy. And I see a button, a new button player charts for this division. Ooh, that's so fancy. Ooh, that's very nice. Well, my player history <laughs> is always very detectable <laughs> because it goes like from way down <laughs> to the, well, upper quarter now, which is pretty cool. This is fancy. It's very fancy. All right, we have some unfinished business from season 51, our C&E champions. Congratulations to Jerry Dot and Kubu. Well done, y'all. Now there were some very nice results comments and I screenshotted some, but I'll have to look for the others because I was too lazy to screenshot those, but I remember there were some, so we'll find them together. All right, but the three that I did take a screenshot of were Rozzy v Comcat 1, and they tied 1-1 for G3. And Rozzy said somehow both games were fun, even though they were both centered around an attack. Then, yeah, there were a lot of very nice comments in general, but one of those was Count Morn, uh, who played 2-1 against Rock Thrower for H23, and Count Morn said a real classic. Thanks for the games. And Navis Awesome played 4-1 against Gobat27 for E1 and said, Wow, what a set of matches. Some truly incredible moments. Which is always nice to hear. And Lucas played 2-5 against Leslie Nope. 2-5-3-5 for F4. And Lucas said, GG's, I was too focused on the match to make Parks and Rec references, said Smiley. So I'm assuming Leslie Nope. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, um, is a Parks and Rec character? I wouldn't know. But see, you learn so much. All right, let's find those other results comments. Yeah, a lot of comments were like, fun player, or fun match, thanks for playing, and stuff like that. Yeah, really fun match, thanks for playing, smiley. That's all. It's just so nice. I... Like, I like these. Dr. G is a formidable opponent. I like these types of comments. Oh, here's one. Pauski 66 played 4-5-1-5 against Math Raccoon 51 for F2. And Pauski said incredibly close games, most of which were decided at the last second. Tons of fun. Very good games. Fun, fast games. Great games. Oh, maybe that was the one. Maybe that was the one. I think so. Okay, so that was for I-11. Vietka played 1-5 against La Fonda. And Vietka said, would recommend, lol. Yeah, um, thanks, Vietka. A 
five players are participating in big games nine that means we are done with swiss for this installment and back to round robin two matches have been played there so far both by 6k3w7 ib5tg28 who lost one won the other nizala is in the lead for now we have lots of winners to shout out in this size game section Tony Wild and Kuni 86 battled for the Medium Games crown after they went head to head in their initial group encounter. Kuni 86 made sure to take home that trophy. Then Jorike won the grand finale of Small Games 18. And Kubu continues his series of wins with the Size Champs crown for Medium Games. Congratulations to all our winners. Well done. In the big games edition of Size Champs, all of our big games winners are taking part, which is so cool. Folivora got a bye to semis as the highest seat. Bitter Worm Coil will play them, and Nizala and Ani will meet in the other semifinal. Good luck to all of you incredible players. So I have allies mix in my script since uh, it got announced more or less, but I find it hard to actually report on it because we have four brackets. So I'm not, so I don't know. Um, I kind of decided against reporting on Allies Mix just because it's a little chaotic, but it's a fun tournament and I, I like, I like the mixes. All right. The May tournament of German League saw Etako win over Paistiu and Kuni in second and third places. Congratulations to the Taco. However, in the overall ranking, he dropped out of the top five. Two Duffman snuck in instead. RTT is still at the top, followed by Nizala, who dropped below the 2000 point mark again. Lo remains in third, Snicker 97 remains in fourth, and Duff is the new number five in all of the German Dominion lands. The German-speaking Dominion lands. <laughs> so for my personal weekend games, I played... Well, we called it a tournament, but it wasn't really... <laughs> it wasn't really a tournament, um, but I played for two days, two days straight of a lot of IRL Dominion um, with Bintin and Ingix and um, Chestik and two other very friendly people who are not very um, active in League. It was very fun. So they all came to visit me here in Berlin, which was so cool. And it was very nice to finally get to meet people in person and be able to touch them and hug them. And yeah, playing with all the all the cards and all the tokens and all the all the things uh, like having all the what is the word tactile anyways being able to like <laughs> hold cards and and tokens and stuff that was very cool it was also it took so much time and you had to focus so much on well you had to think of everything yourself um, you didn't have the client to remind you of stuff and uh, shuffle for you and everything. It was a bit exhausting, but it was so it was very cool. So um, it's very fun to play 
to play Dominion IRL, I have to say. It's a lot of cards, though. <laughs> it's a lot of things. So that was very nice. And then I played my kickoff match for this season against Yulu. I find myself again in an almost exclusively German division and with uh, Yulu, Talpe Europea and Kuni 86 I have three people that I can also play German League against or where I can um, count the, the league games also for German League, which is good for me. Actually, by the way, so for German League, there is every month they have a little, they have prizes for the random player out of each tier and then a prize, like a surprise prize and then, or a surprise draw from um, everyone who's played um, rated games that month and and then also one prize for the player who had the most significant improvement like rating wise improvement over the course of that month and because <laughs> i played the taco and tufte um, for last season i think that's the reason i improved like 180 points or something and so I got this prize, which was um, a very unexpected, a very unexpected. But yeah, so I get a, a voucher now, 20 euro voucher for one of three like game game things. But I haven't I haven't decided yet what to do with it because um, the most likely thing is that I will just get allies now. Yeah, but then again. I don't, yeah. I, I'm undecided as of yet if I want to get the voucher or not, but it was, it was nice to, to get the shout out. So let's take a look at the calendar, shall we? Later today at 17 UTC, so that is Sunday, 17 UTC, Turcubist will play Rust 2 for League C. Tomorrow, Monday, Swordfish Trombone will play Single T for League C. Tuesday, midnight, Akuchi will play Earl for League B. Terracubus will play W. Morrison for Allies Mix on Wednesday, 2 UTC. And Thursday, 22 UTC, Not Too Bad will play Tracer for League C. And with this, we have reached spec chat. So the other bear in my life bought a video game that you can only play with two people. You cannot play it alone. And asked me with big hopeful eyes if I wanted to play. <laughs> Which, how can I say no? <laughs> sure. Now you have to understand that I have basically never played a typical video game in my life. I am incredibly overwhelmed by the controller and all the buttons you have to press. So picture two bears playing this cute little game where one is having a pretty good time enjoying the game design and solving puzzles and the other is sitting there stone-faced, panicked, Focusing hard on um, walking and moving the camera at the same time, trying not to fall of things, etc. 
I'm not the one exploring. I am the one who's killed off a thousand times during a fight because I can't aim and dodge at the same time. <laughs> it's a very stressful experience. Um, but the other bear is extremely supportive. And um, if I forget being embarrassed about my poor skills for a second, I think I'm even having fun. I'm very much reminded of my driving lessons because whenever I manage a thing that required a lot of coordination and focus, I'm just exhaling a deep long breath, which is what my driving teacher always used to call me out on as well. Um, she was like, just remember to breathe the whole time. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. And I'm like, I have to shift gear. My feet have to do one thing while my hands are doing other things. I'm not allowed to look down. And I have to make sure we don't crash into something and die. The stress. Needless to say, I'm a good driver now. So maybe I'll be an okay video gamer someday. Anyways, um, the game is called It Takes Two. And is cute, but the story is a little meh. You're playing a hetero couple that's about to get divorced and you're basically learning to mend your relationship through solving puzzles together. At least I think that's where it's going. So they have a daughter and she has these two little dolls that represent her parents and when they tell her they're going to separate, she's sad and cries. The tears fall onto the dolls and then the parents wake up trapped inside the dolls. They're is a character that's incredibly annoying. It's a relationship guidebook that's just should not be there. Um, but I think the thing that bothers me most about the premise is that it's not a child's job to fix their parents' relationship, one. And two, maybe it'd be more helpful to teach a child how to be okay if their parents get divorced. But oh well. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. You can find me on Discord for feedback. I am at Strumpf. And I'll catch you all next time. The game has ended. Bye.